1: I'm your host, Maylene, again, sitting in Germany, having a wonderful evening. The times have quieted down a little bit, it's getting dark outside much earlier, which is a little difficult (laughs) for me, um, because I do love the sun. and. Today, I'm going to get some sun for myself because I have a wonderful guest sitting in Las Vegas, Nevada, and they have so much sun. I was then, I remember that. It's such a brightness that you have that, those clear skies and the, the clear, clear air. So everyone, welcome with me, please. Kelly Alexander, how are you today?
0: I'm just great. Thank you so much for having me. It's a delight to be here.
1: Yeah, you are a fascinating woman. That was the reason I would I love to invite you to speak to all of us and have a conversation with me. You are a very multifaceted woman. And you don't, in my eyes, (laughs) you go out into the world and do what you want to do. And it doesn't matter in what field you go, you are very courageous in exploring. You go out into the world and um, look how it is. And if you don't like it, you switch. You say, stop, I go a other direction. And maybe today during the conversation, speak a little bit about it. But everyone, that is really not the reason. (laughs) Once I had figured out that she was in fashion, in the stock market, in tax. I mean, these things go so far apart if you would think about it. But this is the beauty of an rainbow, of an array of all these things that we can allow ourselves to do. We do not have to be just doing one thing. We can go in whatever direction uh, you want. So give us five minutes about the tips, please how someone can be courageous to go into whatever they desire in whatever field? Well,
0: for me, it's a matter of curiosity. I have always wanted to understand and know and figure out things that didn't make sense to me and explore and experiment. Perhaps that was something that Got embedded in me from my childhood. Uh, in our home, we were often doing creative projects around the house. I remember one time we were hanging wallpaper on the ceiling, which is unorthodox. Uh, my mother built a fish pond and a, a rock, uh, you know, structure by hand. I mean, just you know, ideas would come and then they would get executed. And it was just exhilarating to be part of and to watch and i think that is part of you know what shaped my life um but curiosity and a desire for knowledge and understanding and it's those things i didn't feel like i was being courageous i was just moving towards wow what about that and um at christmas my beautiful grandmother gave me books on nature and I used to love to just look at those pictures and read about it and see the intricacy of a spider web and you know, just the, you know, all the different plant and animal kingdom and the landscapes, go, wow, you know, it just, it just fascinated me. So I I attribute it to curiosity and interest. Primarily. Yeah, that's
1: fascinating. I mean, in, in the background, everyone, if you're listening on the podcast, if you have a moment, uh, go check out the YouTube channel, uh, Moving to Oneness, because behind Kelly, she chose a um, a background, which has huge windows, and you can see those trees. So, uh, Kelly, yes, just that speaks uh, many words. <laughs> that you have a close uh, connection to nature and probably are also very observant. And I know something a little bit more about you and I would love for you to share it. You you mentioned this curiosity uh, of how things function, how um, what they bring for your life, how they may change you or how you get uh, to observe others. Right. This is something that you've carried and I'm wonderful to, to, to see that, that it was already embedded in your childhood. So everyone who has children, I think it was, it's a beautiful thing. Now many of us are at home more, take time to do creative uh, exercises, not exercises, but creative things with your children. Project, Project. you yeah. know, right? So they you can and do things that are not normal, you know? Uh, I love that what you just said that you hung uh, things down or um, uh, wallpaper down of the ceiling. You, you changed scape. You looked what else is possible. Yeah. And this trait, what else is possible, you have uh, really explored and fine-tuned I- at the end of your teens. And please share with everyone if you desire in in whatever depths but I think there was also a reason why you wanted to come on and share your vision for the world and and come on as an inspiration for others please Kelly share
0: yeah so period at, at 19 I to this day I don't know how I I contracted it but I got that herpes simplex uh um, virus. It was the, the genital variety. It was, it was horrific. I went to the doctor. He said to me, this is the worst case I have ever seen. There's nothing that we can do about it. You're, you, you're just going to have to allow it to run its course. And I'm sorry to tell you, but you're going to be plagued with episodes of this for the rest of your life. And so, you know, I asked him, you know, how, you know, normally it's a sexually transmitted disease, but I, I wasn't having sex. So I, I don't know. I really don't know how I acquired it. So I went home. Like I said, it was brutally painful. Uh, I got to the point where I just went to the bathroom once a day because urinating was so, I mean, I would scream, it was so bad. Um, And then as he said, about three weeks went by and it ran its course and it stopped. And then about six months later, I felt just the beginning, early little itchy, twingy sensation in my body that, oh, Looks like this is going to be, you know, another episode. And prior to uh, having, a, you know, gotten this, this virus, I, I was friends with a, a fellow in high school, and he had shared with me uh, this um, uh, study that he and his family had been a part of for many years. It was a mystical study. Uh, It had to do with understanding man's relationship to the universe and, you know, laws of physics and metaphysics and different things. And I was, I told them, I want to, I want to join. I want to learn. I'm, I'm very curious about this subject. And in there, there was things about, you know, the frequency of thoughts and that there's a tiny little frequency associated with every thought, and that their perspective was a thought is a thing. You know, it's minute, it's teeny tiny, and that line between energy and matter is, is very thin. Mm-hmm. But that was part of my um, early understanding of some of the awarenesses and abilities that we as humans have. Uh, this study had a whole segment on healing and, and so forth. So I remember walking to work with this twitchy feeling in my body. And I just, this, this feeling, this wave of energy came around me. And I said, this is not, this is going to stop. And I I took that little bit of information I was learning and I started talking to the disease. And I said, you get out of this body. Now you are not welcome here. You have no purpose here. And I just kept repeating those statements with absolute belief that I had the power to send it away. And I I remember walking to my job, repeating it the whole walk, every spare moment at, at work that day, I would repeat it again and repeat it again. And for about two days straight, as straight as possible, just with the realities of logistics, I just said these things over and over and over. And then that twitchy little feeling, it went away. Wow. It so never manifested. Determine. Yes. It never manifested into all those, you know, lesions and sores and blisters, nothing, nothing at all. And since then I never have had an outbreak. I have never had a fear that I would have an outbreak and I, yeah, I mean, it just poof. It was, it, you know, that was that you
1: mentioned for a second you had that wave of energy when you did hear before or read about and learned about uh, that it's possible so and you probably felt the truth but yes. tell more about uh, the audience uh, what was this wave because just when you were also speaking your words and your expression your facial expressions it was very determined it was what i call it's really uh, a very precise intention you know exactly what the vision you're creating is for I mean it had strengths even now for, you know 40 years later when you speak those words almost right it's and um, tell people more why you did that and where did those sentences come from oh.
0: it, it's it's difficult because uh, it was the wave or that energy that came over me was very nonverbal. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like I said to myself, okay, Kelly, you're going to do this, that, and the other thing, and you're going to A, B, go from A to B to C. It was, it, it wasn't connected to words. It was more connected to intuition and belief. And I just I just went with it you know it's hard it's hard to talk about it because it was so wordless kind of like in a dream you know you get an impression or you see something and it's yeah or as a young child you don't have a vocabulary but you feel it and you know it Mm -hmm. that's how the experience was for me yeah that's really interesting we don't really have
1: a healing vocabulary i believe that as well so i speak a lot about uh, for us to find vocabulary that fits fitting especially that each individual does it for ourselves yeah you do it for you I do it for myself and we do it together right and also so we can learn from each other teach explore see how different words feel or the vibration behind the words the experiment experiences of those words that becomes very difficult. And I think as we go also search more for those words, because I I believe they do exist. Yeah, the the, the knowledge maybe has lost a bit. So everyone tune your ears, tune your eyes. Where can you find old uh, written things or other people that carry wisdom or what intuition do you get? Write it down and use those words. Uh, shamanically, there are a lot of uh, syllabus that are spoken as well, or in other tribes or the uh, you know, a lot of cultures have that we have some certain words uh, or like the ma ma is one that is in many languages the one for mother and that's a very healing tone. Yeah, it just gives that. So also, when when you probably had your intention of healing, you you uh, let a certain energy flow. Did you feel also something when you spoke those words within your body, or was it too long ago to remember? Even when you were at work, what did did it do something to you during that time in those forty eight hours?
0: I just I felt. That I had a power. Like I, I, something just came either in me or through me, and there was a power there. And I I used it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to say it. Just speaking about words, I, I'm I'm having two opposing viewpoints on words and language. I notice. In the animal world, animals are very sensitive. They're very attuned to their surroundings. They perceive in ways that are spectacular, that's normal for them, that's extraordinary for humans. And so there's a part of me that thinks some of our words and language actually interferes with our connection with with the deeper reality on one hand, and yet words are very helpful, you know, to articulate and share and express. So it's a paradox, but I think in our normal society, words can, can actually block our, our capacity to dial in and connect to these other, these other energies that are more wordless. So finding you know finding a a balance between that I think has been a a lifelong process for myself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know you right. It's a lot of words carry trauma uh, of an individual, of a culture, of a society, a social setting, of a society, uh, maybe even a generation. Right, and. Um, this is a really interesting topic, so if, if I look shamanic right there is the one sound. And uh, that we have still very sacred languages that exist on earth, for example, let's take the Hawaiian language very beautiful. We in German depending on what dialect we have lost some of the sacredness in our vocabulary. I think English too, but there are other languages that are still very uh, sacred. Uh, vocabulary is often developed by our environment. So environment, I mean landscape, right? You have, for example, South Africa, we have the clicking, the people that click. So it's very in tune with what their landscape setting was. And maybe we have, we're not so in tune anymore. And the animals and nature, they still, there is a certain, this one sound, they still uh, sound it or sing it or tone it where we, in a way, because we do not live our natural state anymore or aware of what our natural state is, we are not so connected. We do fall in times, we fall in, let us click when we, in a way are totally open, we can click in and can hear it maybe. Um, But I think we are moving toward that state now again and extremely fast that we become aware and become go start searching for ways to move back or forward depends you want yeah. to call it into the new times it's ancient and it's new right in in back into that state so but in the meantime for me it's important to observe what vocabulary do i speak what words and what intention is behind the words when I speak with someone. And um, there's this other thing you, you said, you know, you spoke to the virus and said it's not its place and, and to go and to, you need to write it down one day, <laughs> and write a book about that and teach people. Um, to to have that conversation so it listened to you so what you know that is that is very powerful taking in your uh, determination and saying no I'm the best medicine for my body I'm the best medicine for myself and I'm able to do this and you observed it before in nature saying yes if they all do it I can do it And I love that. And this is really what you're bringing us to to see and observe and uh, encourage us to do
0: exactly that. Thank you. Yeah, sure, sure. I I learned something recently that in the plant and animal kingdom, every form of life seeks its peak expression. And in plants and animals, there is a sort of an upper line and then a lower line. And, and the plants are, and animals exist between those two uh, boundaries, so to speak. You know, like an oak tree at its peak is going to you know be healthy and tall and strong and vigorous and all those things. Humans don't really have an upper or a lower level because of our consciousness and our ability to create. There's not a ceiling and unfortunately, there's not a floor, so that's I think what distinguishes us. And you know, stepping away from the normal for human and realizing human is is so can be so creative and extraordinary. Um, it, it takes us just higher and higher and higher. And there really is no top limit. I mean, we've heard those things that we're all, we only use five to 7% of our uh, brain capacity. And you know, there's intuition and there's, uh, some people are psychic. And I mean, there's facilities that are there that some people tap into more than others. And it's very individual. Uh, but I think in my case, I was just pushing the envelope, mm-hmm. you know.
1: <clears throat> and so. what do you use out, because this is a very uh, um, mm, uh, um, uh, 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 uh. got a really strong impact that has created a very strong impact in your life, a a very strong point. So what does it feed nowadays in how you live? Right. Is there something that it always brings now into, into the presence that, that gave you a certain something
0: that you still carry and utilize or even improve on it? Sure. I'm always looking beyond you know, the status quo, mm-hmm. you know, the normal traditional uh, ways to approach, you know, anything, whether it's diet. You know, I became a vegetarian. Uh, at first, I thought, well, that's weird. You know, and then I started reading about it. I go, oh, oh, the, the human body has a 25 foot long intestines. And the natural meat animals only have a three to four foot long intestine so that the meat can move through that body quickly. When it goes to a, a body that has so much intestine, it starts to putrefy and you know, become toxic and, and then there's effects from that that are not good. I go, wow, it, it, you know, that opened my eyes. So, you know, and I'm not saying vegetarian is right for everyone he's, you know, not at all. But um, so that's one thing that I, you know, do um, you know, just not accepting what's normal as this is it, this is as good as it gets. Yeah, just, so
1: you op- look for possibilities I, I just, for improvement, optimi- optimization, um, yeah. to, to discover what is not discovered yet. You're right. Like we were talking a lot about animals. Now science is slowly seeing. Oh, to animals is so much more than what we learned in school. For example, right, Mm -hmm. that they're so much more in tune, and we're giving also animals, uh, plants. They can feel. Right. They we before we when I was small, it was that they can't feel. Yeah. So 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 many new things are happening, and you're right. It it always to be curious, as said you before, for growth is important what what is coming up you were
0: yes uh you're triggering a memory eighth grade science project yeah we were put into teams of three or four people and they wanted us to do some kind of an experiment with plants and we would and my group chose an unorthodox experiment we had three plants the neutral plant the the loved plant and the hated plant and all we did was speak to the loved plant and the hated plant. We did not speak to the neutral plant. It was the, you know, like the, the baseline. And we just talked to it, it's all we did. And we planted uh, little zinnia seeds and watered them all the same. We waited for all of them to sprout to make sure every seed was viable and that's when we started the experiment. And we just said great things to the loved plant. We said negative things to the other one. And the loved plant squirted out four leaves. The, the other one uh, had two leaves. It gradually started turning yellow. Mm. And then it started to lean over. And it went all the way down until it was, you know, parallel to the soil. And I choke up every time I tell this story because we killed it with our words and our, you know, the emotion that we directed toward it. And, you know, it got, they all got the same water, sunlight, soil, everything was the same. And so that was another thing. I was, uh, I think 15, 14 14 or 15 when that happened. So. Hmm.
1: Yeah, so you had you really had an experience and you really felt it It, when you were saying it leaned forward into my head came the word make someone lenient right or you, you, Uh, you make them obey, you make them lean down Uh, yeah yeah Yeah. right that we have in many vocabularies of I bet every language or many I wish I'd say many languages we have these expressions that still come from this very obedient time. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe not use those words anymore to really say, Oh, which words are we saying still from before, then we're just like, uh, uh, you know, when you say um, you in English, you say you kill a a bird with two stones or something, you know, it's like we have all these uh, uh, rough uh, warlike sayings we use in a normal day life now, even or business, can we stop that or uh, transform them find Mm -hmm. new ones? And, you know, the, if everyone, I don't know, uh, Kelly, if you've read uh, Emoto's work, and I met Emoto one time when I was in a, living in Atlanta, he came and speak to some tribal members, there were several uh, chiefs from Georgia, Alabama, and South Carolina came together to walk the river, and together, and in Atlanta, they before they walked on to the ocean from the spring. They started at the spring of the river all the way down to to the ocean. And he spoke and he spoke for one hour. And I mean, many people probably have seen the book um, and the images of how water crystals change depending what kind of music or what kind of words, the more beautiful, the more love, the more expressive uh, a crystal is. There was something really interesting afterwards. So there was hour and a half, and then he spoke for one hour. He said his st- second topic he barely gets to speak about was: so every mother or future mother, please listen right now, or husband <laughs> or of a mother one day, to please breastfeed your children. Because there, the same thing is happening that just Kelly spoke about so intensely the power of our own, how we can heal our own body. So, through that milk that a mother is giving her child, first of all, it's all the love, wisdom, uh, all the uh, health and medicine that she lived through, antibodies she's giving her, her child but also her history, her, her wisdom, there are so many things, right? And even both are all every day, they're together in so, uh, certain experiences and maybe some are traumatic, but the mother maybe works through a different and can give through breast milk so much more to her child. And I was, that was, I think that day, there was more, but it doesn't fit now. <laughs> um, I was surprised and he also asked everyone if, if there were any um, midwives in the room to please spread that and encourage women to do that as long as they can as long as they feel comfortable and not to let others take that gift from a mother to a child the medicine from a mother to her child away so that's also coming from my heart and you see what power is and we make deci- decisions to heal ourselves. So Kelly, you don't know that ab- about me, but I have a cerebral policy. I also obs- learned so much uh, about the brain functions. I went on, they told me I would be with 24 in the wheelchair at, at many things that I couldn't do this, that and blah, blah, blah that I could not have a child. I got a child, I'm still not in the (laughs) wheelchair. Yeah, maybe now a little rusty, maybe too much sitting, that's fault. But to do things that optimize my brain, going into meditation, connecting to nature, and being determined, I think that's maybe what attracted me to you to, to get to know you better. Is this de- determination to be move myself into optimal vibration nonstop, so I can be more alert. I can have more fun. Yeah, I walk more upright. I do sleep a lot, but that's my lean, so she relaxes. So I can use. I'm more on one side. Yeah, so we have that power, everyone when you believe in yourself and Kelly, you believed in yourself. You believed also in something that you knew is possible. This is the other interesting thing, right? And you believed it and you explored and and went for it as well as I mentioned all these other things you worked in uh, that you do now. You always believe in it and you go for it. So everyone, please use Kelly and me as an example or inspiration when you're sad and say, no, those two wild ones can do it. I can do
0: (laughs) it. Right? Kelly, what would you give along to someone? Absolutely. Yes. Your, your intention and your will and your belief when directed towards something so positive as living your fullest, healthiest, wisest life, what better way to direct that power that is there and why not nurture it and you know, just keep fanning that flame of possibility. I think that's it's exciting it's uh, you know and and what is there to lose? I love that you know nothing you know the worst it's gonna stay the same that that's the worst, and usually I mean, I mean this whole um Oh, for the last decade, at least, the, the law of attraction, and that's this language that we're getting re-familiarized that you said, already have acknowledged as ancient knowledge that's being brought back, is, it's powerful. And the, the more that we learn how to manage our thoughts and our body and our energy and take dominion over those things, the more they will serve us. You know, our body is our temple. Well, treat it like one, yeah. you know, re- revere it. Yes. Uh, the, the body is, you know, designed you know, beyond really human fathomability of, of you know, all, all the fabulous dimensions of a, of a human body. It is a self-healing mechanism. We just want to get out of the way or assist it, where, you know, when we can. But yeah, I mean, possibilities are enormous. And that's the first step. Yeah, that's
1: that, that's nice. And when you, sp- I love that, you know, it's a precious temple. And the, this temple is what ex- I, which is part of me. And it's part of my expression. Mm-hmm. And it it is, it's always it's coexisting and do not neglect your body or think it is less than yeah like we're being taught a lot about from some fields it's less than and i don't believe that it is really a collaborate thing so what i have what you put in right that's how how you sense so observe your food uh, what you drink What you don't drink or what you shouldn't drink, you will know, listen to your body. Uh, It will tell you, yeah. Yeah. And movement, we are are beings that are flexible and moving beings, play, dance at home, also in in your room, go outside if you can and play with your, your thoughts, your words and your body and with movement, everyone.
0: Yes. <laughs> what? Yes. Uh, Kelly, what would you I, else? Yeah, I've, I'm coming to believe or sense that, beso- in addition to what you just shared, which I wholeheartedly advocate, I think that our body is actually a portal to other dimensions. We have the five senses, which we're familiar with, but we have other senses and sensitivities beyond the five and it's it it's because of our body I mean that that is our vehicle to connect with every other thing in the universe so yeah the body is is the, the hub of our life
1: yeah and you you pointed out that it's really the center of the energy you could feel the energy come in and go out right mm-hmm. you we feel things and coming out I love the word hub <laughs> yeah, well it, it, it's true. Like in the airplanes, right? They come. The people start to go out right. in out exchange. There's a lot of exchange. Our yes. body provides exchange with everything existing. Mm-hmm. It's very fine tuned, sensible. You will notice when you're not in circumstance or an environment or surrounding. You shouldn't be. Your body knows it right away. It, it moves you away. Right. So right. become in tune. Don't overwrite your body. That's, that's a lean ishi thing. <laughs> Don't mm-hmm. overwrite your body. If you it does something, follow it and then later become aware why the, uh, uh, try to perceive what the reason was why uh, certain things happened or didn't happen. Yeah, it uh, a portal. Yeah. yeah, and it goes yeah. up and down and in every
0: direction. Every and... direction, yes. <laughs> yes, and you mentioned sleep. I, like you, I, I require a good amount of sleep and it is restorative for me. There are some people that function great on four or five hours a, a night and that's fine. Everybody is different, but that's, again, where you tune into what does what this body requires, and allow what, whatever it is, don't let eight hours or somebody say, well, you need, you know what you need Yeah, And let that guide.
1: Yeah, and and, and that exploration, that curiosity to explore your own body. I think if something we both can give along to you is uh, explore and have fun with it. At the same time, do uh, know about the seriousness because you're capable of doing it. You have the knowledge. We're very wise uh, beings connected to everything. So open up all your multiple portals on your yes. body, right? Because they also have, in a hub, you have how many gates? Or oh, your body has all those gates as well. And if I would put together our, I think that's my favorite thing from, to, <laughs> your body is your hub and you invite what planes arrive, bring you what kind of yes. passengers Yes. And how you want to make those passengers feel while they're at your airport, right? right? And how do they you send them out again? How do they feel when they go on to the next journey? So you see you have a lot of influence on everything that comes and goes and on the design, how beautiful it, what food they get, how people feel when or beings or whatever but let's take that metaphor of the airport that they're relaxed and that they create with you beauty and collaborate and feel loved
0: <laughs> yes yes that's beautiful yeah we're we're transmitting and receiving stations kind of like a radio mm-hmm. frequency yeah i mean there's so many analogies but yes i love the airport that was a fun one
1: <laughs> i love to travel and and see the world so this is 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 really a, a good one and i think we all that traveling is desire to travel and to explore the world is in all of us mm-hmm. so thank you very much kelly for for bringing your wisdom your beautiful energy uh ah, today my words <laughs> english words that's okay sometimes there's a feeling about you, so maybe I don't have the right word of 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 your vastness, but you're so warm-hearted, and that's what you're bringing. Everyone who's listening, this inspiration. So everyone synchronize with Kelly, get that information from here, maybe connect with her, learn so much more about her. We just have to get you back on Kelly and talk okay. about an, a new topic. And uh, yes, as you said, we are our best medicine and we can heal ourselves the best just to believe it. Do you have a, a final saying? Or also maybe please do mention how people uh, could reach you. Do you have like one certain email or a telephone number or website?
0: Um, yes, I have uh, an email. It's called advocate with solutions at gmail.com so
1: everyone i will write it down in the notes i'll I'll ask kelly also to join the moving to oneness facebook group and i invite you as well to come so that we can keep on that conversation also create a community of all of us bringing our knowledge together to co-create to create beautiful uh, magic and improve on ourselves on uh, someone else and on a planet. Thank you very much. This is Mylene with the Moving to One show. Bye-bye.